For some of you, you can't wait to get on a plane. For others, that sound reminds them of their harsh reality. They've been stolen. Every year, millions of men, women, and children are trafficked worldwide by use of force, fraud, or coercion for both the sex trade and labor trade. It's called human trafficking, and crime doesn't fly here. Don't let trafficking slip through the cracks. Call Crime Stoppers anonymously. 1-800-222-8477. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of Crime Stoppers. See it, say it, stop it. A podcast that brings you informed discussion about unsolved crimes, wanted persons, awareness campaigns, and how citizens can remain anonymous to make their community safer. I'm your host, Sean Sporton, and I have Detective Mark Madramudo, the uh, Toronto Crime Stoppers coordinator, sitting as co-host. Mark, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Pleasure to be here, Sean. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, uh, the weekend, the uh, the NBA uh, dunk-off, did you watch that? I did, and I was very impressed with uh, Mr. McClung. That was some craziness. I know. Who I know you would have thought this guy would just come in and, you know, do what he did. I know, you know, it, it was uh, actually exciting because uh, the last few years I've been very disappointed. Mm. So I think he actually saved the dunk off um, this year. So hopefully next year. And, and for him too, it was very important, especially being a G League player mm. um, coming into the league. So hopefully some of these uh, owners will give him some uh, recognition and well-deserved well recognition anyway for sure i'm sure he's going to get a uh, a shoe deal out of it no no doubt um so february 22nd is national human trafficking awareness day it is a time to bring awareness to the extent in which individuals are exploited through labor trafficking and sex trafficking in canada to recognize human trafficking awareness day and take a step towards combating this form of modern day slavery helping to advocate on behalf of survivors and supporting actions to ending this abuse. On today's episode, we have Detective Alicia Murray joining us from the Toronto Police Service Sex Crimes Human Trafficking Enforcement Team and Sergeant Wendy Drummond from the Community Partnership and Engagement Unit to discuss this topic as well as uh, share some prevention tips to not fall victim. Alicia and Wendy, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Sean. Oh, of course. Anytime, anytime. It's good to have you here. So, Wendy, why don't we push it over to you first to maybe, you know, discuss a little bit why we're doing this podcast and teaming up with the uh, um, Sex Crimes Unit as well as Toronto Crime Stoppers. Absolutely. As one of the coordinators uh, for crime prevention for the service at Community Partnerships, you know, we take a proactive approach every month on a topic. And with today being Human Trafficking Awareness Day, we thought what better idea than to partner with our sex crimes uh, unit and Crime Stoppers to raise awareness uh, in speaking with Detective Marie about um, some of the topics that, that we could cover the care unit came about, and mm. this is where uh, Detective Murray works out of. Um, and so then, in, again, in partnership with Community Engagement Unit, uh, is speaking with one of our other officers, uh, PC Cotton, who's the uh, youth engagement officer, you know, we really took to the idea of the care unit, and that is preventing children uh, from even becoming um, victimized and exploited into human trafficking. So that's where we really uh, decided to to focus this podcast on is is the youth, and that's the that is our intended target uh, to inform and raise awareness towards is, is the youth. For sure. So maybe Alicia, what is the the care unit? Okay, um, the care unit is it's called the Children at Risk of Exploitation Unit. Um, it pairs police officers with child welfare workers. Um, so with Toronto Police, we have six police officers um, and they're paired up with Toronto Children's Aid, uh, child welfare workers, 
We also liaise with Catholic Children's Aid, Jewish Children's Aid, and Native Child and Family Services. Um, so we cover sort of all of the agencies. We're integrated with the Human Traffic Enforcement Team. Um, so we, we all work together, whether it be youth, and we, we pass along the youth uh, if there's going to be a court case, disclosure, that type of thing. Um, and they'll sort of run with the case. We'll continue to work with the youth that um, are victims of being trafficked. Um, we also work closely with a lot of agencies, Victim Services Toronto, uh, Boost, uh, Lotus, Covenant House. They're mm -hmm. all, um, I could sit and list all of right. the <laughs> agencies we use, but I won't. Um, so we, we work with them very closely. Uh, just to get the resources for the youth um, and everything they, they might need uh, to sort of get through any type of victimization that they're, they're dealing with. So I guess the question that I have is bringing it back to what is human trafficking? Because I know there's a lot of people in Canada that think, well, what does that have to do in my community? I mean, that's something that happens somewhere else. So could you touch on, I guess, what it is and how prevalent it is in our city as well as in Canada? Yeah, actual definition, um, I'll sort of give you the key words. It's the recruitment, transportation, harboring, and or exercising control, direction, or influence over the movements of a person in order to exploit them. And this mm. refers to, as Wendy had said, labor trafficking as well as sex trafficking. So it kind of covers both that definition. No one can consent to being trafficked. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter your age. Um, regardless, nobody can consent to it. Ontario is a main hub for human trafficking. Um, it accounts for the majority of the incidents in Canada is in Ontario. Um, a lot of the reason too is because of the highway corridors. Mm -hmm. It's when we talk about the transportation, we have the highways, 400 series highways, transportation. So that's in terms of Ontario and Canada. Um, average age of somebody recruit, being recruited into human trafficking or uh, sex trafficking is 13, wow. unfortunately. Um, and around, give or take, 65% of um, sex trafficking victims are under 25 years old. Um, so as you can see, it, it's definitely a problem in, in younger men and women, mm -hmm. um, boys, girls. Um, it's highly unreported too, which is mm -hmm. uh, obviously a big issue we have. And with trafficking, there's the increased propensity for violence and weapons. Mm -hmm. um, that's always something that when we're doing these investigations, we have to take into account and consider um, just because somebody's being sex trafficked, there, there's always a bit of violence. Mm -hmm. There could be weapons, uh, drugs, that type of thing. Um, young women and girls, specifically indigenous, black and other racialized groups are, are definitely targeted. Um, and youth that are in care, foster care, group homes, that type of thing. Um, that being said, anybody can be a right. target of being trafficked. How are youth getting involved in this? How are they being, I guess, groomed or, or, or introduced into this type of lifestyle, if you will? Um, there's a couple different ways. Uh, one of the, I guess, most prevalent that we see, um, I guess two of the most prevalent is social media. Mm -hmm. Any type of social media you can think of. Yeah, they're getting recruited through that. Um, you know, you think of the Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, but we have people, um, Twitter, Pinterest, if you can believe it. Um, that's where they're, they're getting messages, they're getting uh, me 
whether like you want to do you want to work do you want to make some extra money mm -hmm. and that's how it begins or they're getting people commenting on their looks mm -hmm. specifically their looks and then the conversations carry on um, a lot of online chats in the gaming world mm. uh, I'm not much of a gamer but I know we do have a lot of youth that uh, use the the online chats and the platforms in there right. also a place to recruit and unfortunately at school at school, group homes, foster homes, and this is through other youth. Youth are trafficking other youth, wow. um, which is definitely unfortunate. Um, it's it's a glorified it's a glorified thing. It, it, the looks of it, the optics of it, is you know mm -hmm. it's appealing to youth. So that's one of the um, one of the problems is it, the optics of it. It, it does right. look it looks appetizing for somebody. So I don't know if this is a question for you or, or Wendy, maybe for yourself, is what should parents be looking for to identify this type of behavior or activity on social media? How can we prevent that? Um, I can touch on some of that. Um, there's a lot of myths surrounding um, being trafficked. Mm -hmm. So just because, you know, you'll see in, in the media or on movies, TV, the internet, you'll see uh, Hollywood versions, um, various movies. But what it looks like, some of the signs you'll see is like youth will be, you know, withdrawing from friends or from family. Some of their schooling may be affected. Mm -hmm. They may not be attending school. They're showing up at home with all sorts of new things, new clothing, their hair done, their nails done. That's not to say that's, you know, they are being trafficked, but these are signs to look out for. Um, social media is a little bit tricky because a lot of kids, you can't get into yeah. it, right? Yeah. But if that's something a parent can, you know, sort of monitor, especially at a young age, um, definitely helpful. And I think the biggest thing is to be educated, mm -hmm. to learn what human trafficking is, and what it looks like. And there's a lot of resources that um, can assist with that. So to be educated or to reach out and ask the questions, we do a lot of training education, community meetings, mm -hmm. just to educate on human trafficking. Right. So, so actually, can I just yeah, jump yeah. in? And I think I think you hit all the kind of points as to, you know, um, what can parents look out for in the science of not, but I have, actually have a question. So <clears throat> if um, the youth and, and kids are being trafficked, when is it happening? If it's 13 years of age, that puts them in grade, what, seven, eight, um, thereabouts? Yep. So is it happening during school hours, are they missing school? Is it happening after hours? Um, like, so is that how it happens? Yeah, it's kind of, you kind of hit all of it. <laughs> it can be during school hours, um, you know, while everybody has a cell phone. Um, during school hours, after school hours, they're meeting up at the malls, they're meeting up at a community center. It, it's really anywhere, um, just because of the fact that so much is done on social media and I guess via cell phones, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it can be during school hours, it can be um, after school hours, anytime really. Wow, okay, so uh, I guess for parents, maybe something is to ensure good communication with the school. So if they are reported missing or not attending a class or whatnot, that could be something. Yeah, and just to add to that, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, with, in Toronto, they are incorporating human trafficking in the school curriculums. Um, so that is assisting with educating of parents, other students, 
um, and any of the social workers and others who work uh, at the school. Yeah, schools, so yeah. it's definitely it's definitely um, being put in the school in the schools in in Toronto, um, which is is helpful. And like I said, a lot of there's a lot of community groups. Um, doing sort of extra where they're they're asking for presentations, they're asking for, you know, some education uh, in that so that they are, are learning what it looks like. In terms of, I know you mentioned resources mm -hmm. earlier. Obviously, it, it's important, that, as we can see, to educate, even from the questions from Wendy, or, um, to, to educate yourself. But in terms of resources, like things that are topical, um, that parents can now look into, or reach out to or, or like where can they go to to get information yeah we actually um, have a website htsurvivors.to and that hits all sorts of points it's a very fulsome website that covers all sorts of information um, where it covers you know signs of trafficking um, myths of trafficking, the, what it looks like if you do disclose that you're being trafficked, the court process, um, any resources, anywhere you can report it. So it covers the whole gamut of human trafficking. So that's a really good website um, that we've put together that can sort of lead you in the direction you may need or any questions. And it has our contact as well. Anybody can always reach out to um, you know, Toronto Police, Crime Stoppers, um, any youth, where anybody, you can reach out and it'll come to us one way or another. <laughs> so, Alicia, I have a question for you. You said that it's uh, a large part of this is underreported. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Could be a couple reasons. Um, there's a very large fear factor, mm -hmm. um, the, especially with youth, they are afraid because maybe their families are threatened, maybe their friends are threatened, they're threatened, so they're not reporting it. And you know, you're, you have to remember that these, who we work with, I say 12 to 17 year olds in the care unit, definitely younger than that as well, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So they're, they believe these threats. They don't wanna tell anybody, they don't wanna tell their parents, they don't wanna tell the police because of that fear. Mm -hmm. So I guess, Mark, the question that I have for, for you representing Crime Stoppers here is, how does Crime Stoppers play a role in this then? Well, certainly, um, for those that don't know, Crime Stoppers is an anonymous reporting platform. And, um, you know, with dealing with situations like this, uh, it's very important for, for all members of the community, um, whether it's a parent um, or a victim, um, someone being victimized, um, we represent as that anonymous platform, and I encourage um, anyone at any time you have information, um, once you qualify for the program, you know, there's a couple of different ways that you can uh, report your information. Obviously, you can call our, our number um, at Crime Stoppers to, to speak to an operator to provide that information. What you can also go through if you're, you're tech savvy, um, uh, hit up one of our, our websites and, and you can report your information there. The important thing is, uh, I think Wendy hit it earlier, is communication. Um, and, and, and there's an, an extension there, um, just from within the family or from parent to child or, or family or friend to friend, whoever it may be. I think once we have that information, our ability to say, you know what, we've identified um, a situation here, that information 
um, if it's shared through Crime Stoppers mm -hmm. it's anonymous, at least it's going somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's going to an investigator. It's going to these umbrellas that Alicia spoke of earlier that they can look into it further to say, you know what, maybe we can intervene here. We can provide some resources, whether it's to the parent or the actual victim or those involved. So I think definitely um, um, outside of, of the non-emergency and emergency line, obviously if it's a, a, a criminal um, matter and there's an exigency where someone needs immediate attention, mm -hmm. um, we will suggest for them um, to call the police directly, whether it's non-emergency or the emergency line 911. Um, outside of that, if you have information or suspicion or you think um, you're uncertain, um, again, tips or, or, or information report to Crime Stoppers is meant to be a lead. Mm -hmm. um, it's not evidentiary based. So for those that are utilizing um, the program, be reminded it's not evidentiary based. The information that we receive, we would pass that on to someone like Alicia um, and her team to take a look at. And certainly we would try to stay in contact um, with that individual to obtain as much information as possible. For sure. And just as a reminder for our listeners, you can call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or leave a tip online at 222tips.com. Alicia, back over to you. What happens when you connect with one of these victims? How, do, how does your, your team act on that? Okay. Um, that's a good question because the officers on my team paired with their child welfare workers, they're not looking to, you know, speak to you once and move on. Yeah. Part of this program is that they have the time to engage with the children and youth and to help them with whatever resources they need to sort of keep them out of this path. So if you know they need some assistance with getting back into school or changing schools, we can, we can help with that. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of um, youth that are looking for housing. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of youth that are, need some mental health assistance. So that's something that with the engagement through the officers and the child protection worker, that's something that they're, they're doing. They're intervening, they're providing support and resources to the youth. Mm -hmm. um, if they need to get to a place of safety, we doesn't matter the time, the day of the week, whatever, that will happen. So any of these things. So it's, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna report I was trafficked, but we're not just gonna sort of, okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow, right. you know, during business hours. We will, that's what we'll do. If we need to get you to a place of safety, we will do that. Um, so we also sort of assist with when somebody is um, a victim, has disclosed that they've been trafficked, we'll assist with the, in the prosecution. Um, assist with that victim sort of going through the process mm -hmm. with any resources they need. Um, as I mentioned, some of the agencies we work with, um, a lot of who we work with too are the um, habitual runaway youth. Right. Um, so big part of our job is, is working with uh, those youth and sometimes that just looks like, you know, trying to find them somewhere else to be where they will sort of be in a better place where they can um, get back into school, find employment, what they need to. So um, it's it's a lot of prevention, intervening, and supporting. So Alicia, if, if a victim happened to be listening right now, mm -hmm. or a, a friend who knew somebody uh, was being trafficked, what would you say to them? I would say to reach out, even if it's a friend and you have questions, you can certainly call the Human Trafficking Office. Um, you could again, go through Crime Stoppers, 
and if it's something that um, we can answer the questions to put your mind at ease or if there is an active investigation that we can sort of assist with and that's what we'll do but you know reach out um, either to the office through Crime Stoppers and we will get you whatever answers or help that you might need. Perfect. So on this National Human Trafficking Awareness Day Alicia thank you for taking the time to come and speak to us. Wendy for also joining and again Mark as the uh, the co-host. I think it's important to keep the the message out there as well as you know ensure that we give a call to action for those that are either going through this or friends or family so that they can at least report into Crime Stoppers and then we can take it from there. So before we conclude, maybe we'll do some final thoughts and, and Wendy, you first. Yeah, I, I mean, I, in, in sitting and doing the podcast, I've learned so much more than I thought there was to know um, about it. And, and I'm so pleased to know that there are, um, you know, units like the CARE. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important to hopefully be proactive and, and prevent um, children from even becoming involved in this. So um, rather than leave it as an awareness day, it's our um, hope and, and planning. We are planning to create additional posts uh, to be released during March break um, and also during Youth Week where we're trying to um, gather youth and have a real candid conversation with youth and uh, see what their experience is like even in the school and what they see it online um, and just really keep it keep it grounded to, to the youth and focus on, on the youth. Mm -hmm. Alicia, what about no, you? I, I just wanted to thank you for having me here and sort of learning a, a little bit about uh, the care team. Um, every, you know, everybody does great work and, and, you know, that's all we're trying to do is sort of get the message out and support and help the youth in any way we can. So thank you. Mark, any final words? Yeah, you know, this was amazing. And, and Alicia, thanks for, for joining us um, to share your knowledge um, about the, uh, the, the care unit. Um, same thing, Sergeant Drummond. Um, it's amazing the crime prevention work. And this goes to speak to the overall. I think we here are showing collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it extends beyond um, here for those that are affected by this. I think we're all affected by this. Um, you know, it's the extended family, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so we, we all have our role to play um, and we, we, we all have an opportunity um, to make our, our society and, and communities better. So, Mr. Sporton, thank you for hosting us. Yes, of course, of you. course. So as we conclude, I'd like to remind everyone that community safety is a shared responsibility. See it, say it, stop it. Remember, you remain anonymous, criminals don't. For more information, please visit us at 222tips.com and follow us on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay connected and join the conversation. Please share our podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, please email us at crimestopperspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be safe.